It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. From the studios of 97.1, the sports animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Thanking you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up on this episode of Locked On Thunder. The Thunder have actually made some moves in free agency since yesterday. We'll tell you about those moves and ultimately what they mean for Oklahoma City and did the bench get better? Plus, are we looking at an Andre Robertson trade? Maybe are we still looking at a Steven Adams trade? All the details on that coming up here in the next couple of seconds. We'll also talk about how Sam Presti gets unmercifully hammered and why I think maybe Oklahoma City fans bought way too much into the whole San Antonio Spurs mystique. And then we'll talk about Kevin Durant going to Brooklyn and what that possibly means or doesn't mean for his rafter hanging in Chesapeake Energy Arena. My name's Eric G. I work for 97.1 The Sports Animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And you can find me weekdays from 11 to 2 with my co-host Pat Jones on The Pat Jones Show. I'm also the editor-in-chief for Thunder Maven, and that can be found at basketballmaven.io slash thunder. This podcast being brought to you by Hotels.com. Don't be hay-liking your friend's trip. Book your own trip with Hotels.com and get rewarded, well, basically everywhere. That's Hotels.com. Be there, do that, and get rewarded. So since yesterday, and while Thunder fans were freaking out, Oklahoma City has made not one but two free agent signings. The first and the most important would be Nerland's Noel coming back to Oklahoma City after balking at the Thunder's original offer and needing some time to think about it. I don't know if Nerland's Noel finally saw the statement uniforms or what the deal was, but he is back in Oklahoma City, and he's very welcome back, considering the fact that it looks like the Thunder are going to be with Steven Adams for quite some time. What Oklahoma City needs is an athletic rim protector, and that's certainly what Nerlens Noel is. And I think in a lot of respects, Nerlens Noel is a guy that's a little bit better on defense than Steven Adams, meaning when you see Adams get caught in in those switches and Adams gets stuck having to guard a guard that's quicker than him, a guy that can go around him or a guy that can just pull up and shoot, then you know that Steven Adams is going to be toast. I think Nerlens Noel does a much better job in those situations. I think Nerlens Noel is also in position where we could possibly see him playing more minutes and used a little bit more frequently than what he was last year. And, and really, honestly, I have no idea why Billy Donovan wasn't playing Nerlens Noel more last year other than the fact that maybe it just came down to that you're paying Steven Adams this whole lot of this whole bunch of money that you are paying him over 20 million dollars a year so you've got to get him on the court as stupid as that sounds i've seen some strange things in in professional sports 
in the NBA, when a guy's making money, you're going to expect him to perform for that money. Now, as far as Steven Adams' tenure with Oklahoma City, I think he is at least here to stay for the foreseeable future because your best hope was probably trading him to Boston after they lost Al Horford, but along came Kimba Walker. And you knew when they got Kimba Walker, it was going to make it very difficult to trade Steven Adams there because of the Celtics' money situation. And as a result, the Celtics go out and get Ennis Canner as a free agent. So they're going to be paying that five a lot less money than what they would be with Steven Adams. Let's pair this real quick with the Mike Muscala signing that Oklahoma City made. And the reason, with New Orleans Noel coming back, the reason I like this Mike Muscala signing is now you're finding a guy that can really replace Patrick Patterson. A guy who shoots about the same as Patrick Patterson does from beyond the arc, and you're going to pay him less money. Not only that, he's more versatile than Patterson. So if something were to happen to Noel or something were to happen to Adams, you'd have him as a backup five. You can put him at four. You can put Grant at the three. You can then bring Nerlens Noel to come in and be the five. And add to this, you've got Alec Burke coming off the bench, a guy that's going to spread the floor as well as Mike Muscala and give Oklahoma City some much-needed firepower coming off the bench, which is what we've been begging Sam Presti for now for, well, the best I can tell, ever since probably last November. And the Thunder seem to have finally got it. The unfortunate deal is, is now you've created a log jam at two. And what does this mean for Andre Robertson, and what does it mean for Terrence Ferguson? Well, let's go back to something that Sam Presti said earlier this year in one of his, or during his exit interview. Actually, it wasn't during his exit interview. Um, It was during the draft. It was during the draft, so let me get that right. Sam Presti was asked about Terrence Ferguson and whether or not he would play summer league. What did Sam Presti say? Usually when you're in his position, you've played three years and you're a starter, they're not putting you in summer league. I'm going to read into that, meaning that Terrence Ferguson is your starting two guard. Burke, Alec Burke, I, Burks, I, I think we all knew he was coming off the bench, but that also means that Andre Robertson's coming off the bench. And with that log jam, remember, Andre Robertson is not a guy that gives you any sort of offensive firepower whatsoever. Alec Burks is. So how much can you possibly expect Andre Robertson to be on the floor this year even if you are paying him $10 million. Well, ultimately, what I'm going to predict happens is this. Alec Burke comes on. He contributes. Terrence Ferguson starts. Billy Donovan experiments throughout the season, and we all know what Billy Donovan now. If, if there's one thing we've learned about Billy Donovan, the experimentation doesn't just happen in the preseason. It doesn't just happen in the months of October through December. It happens throughout the season. When Billy decides he wants to put a different lineup out there and see what happens, he's going to put a different lineup out there. Andre Robertson, I think, is going to have a hard time finding himself in a lot of these lineups, Andre Robertson is not a guy that I'm putting in in the last few minutes of the game because even though I may need a defensive stop, if Terrence Ferguson def- defense improves, I trust him. If Alec Burke can give me any sort of defense, I trust him. You've got Russell Westbrook, who has proven throughout his career, even though we drives us nuts, the numbers do say if you saw the comparison with him and Lillard yesterday, that Russell Westbrook can definitely be a clutch player. 
So Andre Robertson, to me, just when you're looking at how the Thunder lineups are going to be put together, now all of a sudden becomes the odd man out. And what I think will happen is as that contract comes from about $10 million to about $5 million, maybe a little bit more as you get towards the trading deadline, then Sam Presti can make a move, trade Andre Robertson at the trade deadline, somebody takes that expiring contract, and at that point you might be able to add another shooter. What's hurting for Oklahoma City right now and what's killing fans is that you've seen the West become even. And while Utah may be the overall favorite, let's not forget Golden State did pick up one hell of a get in D'Angelo Russell. Even if you are losing a guy like Kevin Durant, that's a pretty good get with Klay Thompson being out what will probably be most of the year. The Lakers still needing to fill out their roster. The Blazers should get better with Nurkic coming back, and they lost Canner. You're looking at a West that's pretty much even. Are the Thunder even close to being the favorites? No, absolutely not. I would think that the Thunder are somewhere in the middle of the pack. We're talking fourth, fifth. We've got Dallas that got better. The Kings got better. It just now becomes a brutal 82-game schedule where at some point I was wondering, do the Thunder have the wherewithal to handle this? And I think early on in the season, probably not. And with the Thunder, we're still answering a lot of ifs because we don't know about Paul George's shoulders. We don't know if they will be better. Russell Westbrook, let's not forget, he got cut on. Is he even remotely going to be the same player? You've got two new guys that you're having to um, usher in and figure out how they fit in with the entire scheme. I mean, it's going to be one of those years where it's fun, but I think for Thunder fans, ultimately it's going to drive them crazy because you've got so many Thunder fans and so many pundits that just want one thing, and that's an NBA championship. And you know darn good and well that the Thunder are far away from that, but the Thunder aren't bad enough where they're not going to be competitive. So that's what we're going to talk about next is we're going to try and put things into a little bit of perspective when it comes to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And what exactly is Sam Presti's goal? What exactly is this team's overall goal here over the next few years? We'd like to thank Untuck It for sponsoring this Locked On Thunder podcast. If you're looking for a great if you're looking for a great gift idea, if you're looking for a great birthday idea or just hey, you want to go buy, then go to untuckit.com, use the promo code NBA, get 20% off your first purchase. Look great. Look fantastic. Whether it's at the meeting or on a date, it's untuckit.com. Promo code NBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Eric G. Sorry we couldn't get you out a uh, podcast today. For morning drive, but I'm in a way I'm kind of glad we didn't because the Thunder did have a couple of moves um, by signing Alec Burks and by signing 
Nerland's Noel, so much of the thunder was really up in the air, which leads me into the next segment, which is this. I mean, Sam Presti got absolutely killed yesterday on got killed yesterday on social media. He's getting killed today on sports talk radio here in Oklahoma. And I'm not saying that the criticism isn't fair of Sam Presti. And I've been critical of Sam Presti of late because I don't really like the position that the Thunder are in. I mean, it is the worst position in sports, which is you're good, not good enough to win a championship, but you're not bad enough to really push the the reset button. So what do you do? Well, there's not a whole lot the Thunder can do, and you knew that they weren't going to sign a ton of free agents yesterday because of where they are with the tax bill. But here's what I will say, which is unfair to Sam Presti today, and I heard this today on the air, Is it was this. Are we about getting to the playoffs? Is that all we're about, getting to the playoffs? Well, yeah. In some respects, yeah, you are about getting to the playoffs because you've got no chance to win a championship unless you get to the playoffs. And then once you get to the playoffs, you have to have some luck and some things go your way, which unfortunately for Oklahoma City, might we remind you that... Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, and Serge Ibaka all got hurt during during either playoff runs or years where the Thunder could have made it to the finals. And let's not forget that the Thunder in 2012 did make it to the NBA Finals. I think what has happened here, and I finally finally now start to get it. I've, I've had a lot of theories on this, but in talking to one of my coworkers, he said this. When the Thunder moved to Oklahoma City, and Sam Presti, I think, was about a year or two into his into his GM ship at that point from where he was in Seattle, my coworker said we were we were we were thinking that Oklahoma City was going to be like San Antonio because hey, you had an owner from the San Antonio tree and now you've got a GM from the San Antonio tree. Well, guess what? Oklahoma City is like San Antonio. Look at the look at the Thunder's winning percentage over the last few years. The Thunder's winning percentage is up there with the Spurs. It's up there with the Patriots and some other great franchises as well. So you've got that too. You've got an organization that protects its players the way that the San Antonio Spurs protect protect their players, and you're in a small market. You haven't won a championship, but why haven't you won a championship? You haven't won a championship because Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook aren't Tim Duncan and Tony Parker, and, and especially with Tim Duncan, who took less so, so San Antonio could get a guy like LaMarcus Allridge. And I think it's ridiculous to criticize Sam Presti for that or even criticize KD or Russ for that because when somebody offers you that amount of money, you should take it. I mean, you really should. I think it's all fine and well to say, oh, I took less to to help our team win a championship. But not everybody's built like that, and you can't expect it. And I refuse to criticize players for taking the money that they were offered. And I refuse to criticize organizations for offering max contracts to star players, which is exactly what the Thunder did. And unfortunately, it led to them here. Then the Thunder got into a position where people accused them of being cheap. 
Well, you can't accuse them of being cheap anymore. They went well into the luxury tax, and they did so to get Paul George. Remember a year ago? Thunder got Paul George. Everybody was happy. But now that you haven't won a championship, now it's let's move all these pieces around. And, well, we're stuck with Russ. Hey, everybody wanted Russ to sign a Supermax. He did. Now you're stuck with Russ's Supermax. Ultimately, the Thunder have given a very good product to its fans. And I think what the Thunder are ultimately trying to do, when you talk about San Antonio, what's the one thing San Antonio hasn't had to do since they started making their run with Pop? Rebuild. Go through what we like to call the suck years. And I think ultimately that's what Sam Presti and Clay Bennett are trying to avoid is having years that are so down that people don't come to the peak. And as a person that talks about the Thunder, I don't want to go through those years. Those years are no fun. People aren't interested. Um, and I would think that as a fan, you would rather have a team that had an opportunity to get to the playoffs and see what happened versus a team that sucks and then try and build through the draft and then possibly lose your star players again. They want people to stay interested. They want to stay relevant. That's ultimately what the Thunder are trying to accomplish here. And if a championship happens to be a byproduct of it, great. If not, as long as you're relevant and as long as you're making playoff runs, you're going to have that chance. And as a fan, I don't know what more we can ask for. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. We'll finish things up coming up here in a moment talking about what did Kevin Durant's signing in Brooklyn ultimately mean for his legacy and possibly a jersey hanging in the banners here in Oklahoma City. We'll tell you that next. I do want to tell you that today's show is brought to you by Grip6. It's an ultra lightweight belt with no holes, no flap, and it looks absolutely fantastic. Just go to grip6.com slash L-O-C-K-E and get a discount off your first purchase. That's right. That's grip6.com slash L-O-C-K-E. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Eric G. Sorry we're having to do some catching up on the podcast, but I do thank you very much for listening to Locked On Thunder and Kevin Durant signing with Brooklyn yesterday to go along with Kyrie Irving. Before we talk about his legacy in Oklahoma City and what ultimately that means, I want to go opposite of a lot of people and not just destroy the New York Knicks for not signing Kevin Durant. Look, what are the Knicks known for? They're known for making bad decisions, and this may ultimately be another bad decision that they made, okay? But Kevin Durant, over the age of 30, just popped his Achilles, and there's no guarantee that he comes back and is even remotely the same player that he was prior to him injuring the Achilles. Achilles. So if you're James Dolan and you're New York, you give this guy a max contract, and Kevin Durant 
doesn't come through. He's not the same player. Well, then you're going to get killed for that. So damned if you do, damned if you don't. And and the Knicks had to weigh all their options. And it looks bad now. I mean, the last good decision they made, the, the Knicks made was draft, was drafting Chris Stapps Porzingis. Probably prior to that, it was trading for Carmelo Anthony and at least giving the city some hope. But even if you're selling them hope, that only lasts a few months, and it may only last a year. After that, you've got to produce results. And if you're the Brooklyn Nets, if this ends in anything less than a championship, then it is utter failure on your part. If Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving don't win a championship in Brooklyn, then you have to consider it a failed experiment that cost you a lot of money that ultimately did not yield you the end results. Can't afford not to win a championship. It's where they are. And for KD... This is all about his legacy. This is now about him showing he can be the man and doesn't need to ride anybody's coattails, which I said he could have proven that in Oklahoma City long ago. Um, For me, it's weird. Now that Kevin Durant's in Brooklyn and spent the three years at Golden State, I know he played here in Oklahoma City. I saw him play here in Oklahoma City. I saw him with my own two eyes blister the Portland Trailblazers in a game. I saw him win the MVP here, but now that's feeling like almost not quite a lifetime ago, but you're getting to that point where it's quite a lifetime ago. And now that Kevin's gone to Golden State and he's gone to Brooklyn and he's pretty much told us that he's a big market player, and as Ramona Shelburne said yesterday, well, he's a worldly guy. He wants to travel. He wants to be involved in all this stuff, all that's fine and well. But as soon as you went to Golden State, as soon as you went to the team that you blew a three games to one lead to, you gave up the right to have your jersey hung in Oklahoma City. And now that you are going to the Nets, well, let the Nets hang your jersey. I don't want to see it here in Oklahoma City. And not because I'm bitter. It just feels like he didn't have, at this point, he has no stake, no ownership in what this organization was or what it became. In fact, it almost feels like to an extent it was what about the organization could do for him. Look, I thank Kevin Durant for all the money that he gave to the tornado victims. I thank him for being that guy that went and played flag football with Oklahoma State fraternity guys. I thank him for doing all the stuff on social media, giving away shoes, being involved in community services. That was all fine and well. But I think when it came down to his basketball career, Kevin Durant used organizations. Simply what he did, which is not a stupid thing to do. It's what LeBron James did as well and what any savvy player does. But when you're doing that, eventually it does erode that player-fan relationship, which I don't think really exists anymore with Kevin Durant here in Oklahoma City. You might find a few Kevin Durant fans, but I think for the most part, people have worn off of him. It's great. He was here one time, but now he's gone. And what I think that Thunder fans don't want and want this signals, and what it scares them most of all is that the Thunder become a farm league for the rest of the NBA which is essentially what they've done, not only with Kevin Durant, but now with Victor Oladipo, Jeremy Lamb, and a host of other players as well. You want to criticize Sam Presti for something? Well, criticize him for that. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G saying thank you very much for listening. May God bless you and your family. Peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder. 
your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.